Whatever you give a mirror, the mirror will give you back exactly what you give to it. I almost died one day, but when I recovered, I started studying the cases of God's creations. And when I was done with my research, I would look in the mirror and ask myself two questions. How were the character's actions different or similar to my own? And how were the results similar or different from my own? By keeping a record of the actions and results of my case and others, I could see what was lifting me up and tripping me up. I started documenting this process and it helped me set my own record straight. This process is a daily process that I refer to as daily bread. One day, I decided to go to Zoom and invite my brothers to share their process so we could hold each other accountable. Fast forward to today, I've opened the discussion to the public and together we will break this bread, eat this food for thought, and share it with others. Welcome to season one of Peace Study, where we highlight the importance of self-management because that is and will always be the first business we manage. Then, we will cover how we manage our household and business in seasons to come. But for now, the quality of our business will only reflect how good we're able to manage the functions within ourselves. Yeah, he or she that secures a good spouse has a good thing. Yeah, he or she that are able to build business with that spouse has a good thing, but that relationship with oneself and God is the main thing. For the companies that families legalize to go and serve the world are just an extension of that. I hope that you can receive enough information from today's episode to make an informed decision to seek ye first the kingdom of God. I hope true peace and eternal prosperity greets you through the Christ made manifest in Yeshua ben Yosef, popularly known as Jesus. Welcome to Peace Study a place where we learn how to be better managers of self, better managers of our relationships, and better managers of our business. Church, this month we're transitioning from our focus series, and we are going to the land of love. Tonight's episode is titled, What Love Got to Do With It? What Does Love Got to Do With It? For the first time ever, Peace Study has a co-host that I think gonna be co-hosting a lot. Wink, wink. Well, I ain't gonna mention it. I ain't gonna mention it. But tonight I have my brother though, Don Bishop, co-hosting this episode with me. I really cannot remember life without him being around. Uh, it's a lot to say about him. He's a man of many talents, business owner, retired vet from the Air Force, but most importantly, he stands on P. He's a great father. He's a great brother. He's a great son. He's a great nephew. He's all about God, his family, and his business. Bishop! How you holding, my brother? What's up, brother? Peace and peace and peace and blessings to you all. Peace and blessings, man. Um, I'm holding good. Life is good. God is good. All the time. I know that's time. right. God is good. I know that's and right. I give all glory to him. Because shoot, without him, I wouldn't be here talking to you today. First of all, we got to give thanks 
to God and he had our life. We man, man, bishop. What, was we two years old? I said four. Four years old? Four years old. Okay, we was four years old when our, mo our mothers went to the same church. And um, I just, I cannot remember my life. I really can't remember three years old and back. I can't, I can't remember it, bro. In those early days, that was, I feel like that was our introduction to kind of experience what love was about, like with our family and with like people who were trying to be disciples and learning more about how God worked, how love worked, how being a good neighbor worked, you know, everybody, everybody hugging everybody neck, everybody, you know, like you couldn't tell everybody is sister this and brother that. Nobody was, you know, everybody was like family. We was right, even calling right. people on and, you know, like, so that was the environment. And it was like the golden era, like early nineties. Well, like some of the best music and musicians and a lot of things that was coming through at the time. I wanted to ask you though, like, cause tonight we, 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 we definitely focusing on love. I know the holiday, Valentine's Day, and you know, it's gonna be a whole lot of commercials and ads trying to get everybody to buy whatever they want to get out of, even from the, the, the jewelry stores, uh, Levy's, what's what's the name of the jewelry? You got, you got Levy's, you got Crescent. Crescent. They, uh, Pandora. Pandora. You know, everybody gonna be running ads, you know, a lot of expectations of gifts and everything is going to be placed on a lot of brothers' desks this month. And I know sec on the secular world, it's this whole like monetary value attached to love. But for the purposes of this month and this night, we want to get into real love and our journeys and really maturing to find and discover like what that looks like in real life, not on a commercial or not on a Disney movie or any movie for that matter. So when was the first time, when was the first time that you can, I guess, imagine the concept of love? Okay, so I'll tell you this. My mom, well, my mom's only son, my mom's only son. So for as long as I could remember, I was a mama's boy. And you know how that go. It's just, it's just always love. She gonna, she gonna be on me. She gonna make sure I'm doing what's right, but she also gonna give me love. Gonna give me discipline, gonna give me what I need. Um, in my household, um, even though my mother would tell me she loved me, in my household, we really didn't say, you know, I loved you much. It was always shown. We didn't have to say it. It was always shown, right? right, right. Uh, I remember, um, it's a song by Eve, and uh, it's Love is Blind. Right. <laughs> and I was, uh, you know, I found myself humming the melody. I was like, okay, okay. But I didn't really know what it means. Right. Years later, and being older, I think we all know what that means. Um, but 
one of the most fondest memories I have because my dad never really told me that he loved me. He always showed it, he always provided, right? I remember maybe being 16 and uh, season together and it's Christmas. And so all of us, family tradition, we, we eat our Obamas, we sit, <laughs> we sit down, we chill. Um, and so uh, we sitting there, he recording and whatnot, and uh, he give me some. And I was like, okay, what's this, what's this? And I see it, I was like, that's nice. And he was like, I love you, son. And I was like, it, it kind of, I was like, huh? He's like, I love you. He gave me a big hug. And I was like, that's my dog, Michelle. Because <laughs> a little too hard. And I was like, I got a little emotional. I was like, you know, I love you too, Dad. And that's, that's one of the, the most fondest memories that I care about love. About love. Yeah. And you know the crazy thing about it, bro? I've been trying to I've been trying to dig as deep as I can in my life's archives to really think about my fondest moment, like the earliest moment. And it's and it's so weird, bro. Like it's so weird for me because I think my life kind of grew up fast with the romance. I didn't get no formal introduction right. to romance growing up. I got my first kiss in church. <laughs> same here, you same feel here. Me? Yes, sir. I got my first everything, like, not not everything, y'all. Don't don't mean I didn't get my first everything in the house of God, amen. <laughs> but, but we definitely learned a lot. But we de definitely learned a we lot. We definitely learned a lot and it was things like that other kids was exposed to that I wasn't, but they was exposing me to it, you right. know? So then you have this whole, this whole vortex of kids acting out what they may have seen, what they may have been introduced to without any form of introduction themselves and just was kind of like keeping it going, like grabbing the baton and do that. So it's like you feeling the uh, I was feeling the affection and I was feeling that part young, like young on from from church. And I wanna say after that, you know, as a as a drummer in the in the choir, playing playing for the the kids choir, the children's choir, you had these songs talk about love and worship songs and different different things like that I would hear when I think about it, but I just, I, it's not its not one moment that really stands out to me when I look back at it. I just know that we just was so, we was around it so much. It was like a daily, it was a daily thing. Mama always telling you she loves you, you know. My dad was one of those affectionate people. He'll tell you, my grandmother, would always say it, but I it never registered me. It never registered to me of well, what's the definition of this? But I will tell you this: when I I can tell you the first time I remember somebody giving it a definition, and my mama, my mama agreed with it to the point where she was like, "Ooh, child, he gonna be dangerous for these girls." 
<laughs> it was this, it was this teenager that grew up in the neighborhood. Like he was a little older than me, getting in trouble all the time. And one of my friends liked him. She was into the thugs or whatever, whatever. And so this friend was was my mom was like, she was like a daughter to my mom. So she told my mom what his definition of love was. My mom was like, well, what, what is love to him? He said, she was like, she's like, Auntie Tony. He said, love is sacrifice. And she, and my mama looked at her like, child? Yes, it is. He gonna be a problem. And so when I'm in the back seat listening to it, I'm like, I'm about to take that. Like, you know, love is sacrifice. Love is sacrifice. So that's from that point forward, that never, that never really left my mind. That never left my mind. That actually, that actually was what I hung my hat on for years. Cause when I thought about it, I'm like, man, my mama go to work. She do all this just so we can eat. She sacrificing, you know? Then we had the story of Jesus. We had the story of God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son. What happened to his son? He died. My mama kind of even explained that after she told my mama, like, just with the blood sacrifice and all that. So I'm like, man, that is love. You know what I'm saying? That is love. You know, like, that's, that's, that's what's going on. But, of course... I still didn't know what love was. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I still, I still didn't, I still didn't know. So I asked you, what was your first time really kind of getting into the groove with what love meant to you? And you gave me your fondest memory, I gave you mine. So my next question, when did you get the update? When did you get the updated software from God? When, he, when did he when did he put a new download on you with love? Did it come when you was really trying to take women more serious than just you know what I'm hearing this whole thing about you know the birds and the bees and I want to see the birds and the bees. <laughs> <laughs> like when was when when, when when did you get your upgrade? My upgrade, update. My, my, my update came uh, in high school, about 11th grade. Okay. 11th grade. I knew I really loved this girl. She lived in my neighborhood. Right. She lived in my neighborhood. We went to different high schools. And she, but she was younger than me, though, which is crazy. But she was growner than me. She was, right, she was, she right. was older. She, uh, she knew more. She was, right, she was right, more right. experienced than me. Because I'm used to just playing basketball, running around the neighborhood. Right just doing what I do but she was in it so I knew I loved her I knew I loved her and I remember one day <laughs> you called me and you was like dog your girl in here whoop the whoop the whoop yeah yeah I remember and I that. was like huh and you was like your girl in here I was like let me hold, hold on let me call you back and so I tried to call her Sean didn't pick up I was like Dang, my heart was broken. I remember, I remember, I had to, I had one of them old school TVs that you sit on the floor real heavy, uh, and, and it got the buttons or whatnot. 
right. on the side or what or whatnot. Um, and so I turned the TV up real loud, closed the door in my room, and all I could do is cry. Yeah, that's, that, I was hurt. I was, I was hurt. I was hurt for you too, man. All I could do is cry, though. But I learned a lesson, um, and the lesson I learned was try to find your virtuous woman, and not just any woman. Right. I, I saw her, and I was like, you know, Shawty got body. She was very beautiful. Yams, call her Blondie. <laughs> Blondie, what's, yes, what's going on? But you know. Just everything that everything that glitters ain't, ain't ain't what it seemed. Everything. Right, right. I do. You know what? It was that moment, that time. Even though the the pain was different, I, my eyes was open. Just from witnessing that, and it not actually as witnessing it, witnessing it in third person mm-hmm. and not first person, like like not. not it, even though it wasn't me dealing with that, me looking at the, on the outside looking in, and I she used to always be on this like real goody girl. Right. She had a she had a rep. You know how politicians are. They they run a good campaign. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh yeah, big bro. I'm a virgin and I don't do this and da 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 and all this <laughs> like. So I'm really like. When 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 the bros when the bros telling me what's going on with her that night, I'm like, man, y'all lying. Like, I ain't buying that. Da, da, da. I'm still green. Right. See, I'm still believing in this fairy tale, really, that I can just really go out here and walk down the aisle. That's what my mind was at. I knew girls was loose in middle school. I mean, we grew up in the twerk era. For sure. <laughs> you feel me? But we, I, don't, I never seen the the non-virtuous, the Lila spirit, the, 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 the conniving thing. So that really opened my eyes when I, on that night too, from a different angle. And it's like, you, you was an extension to me. Yeah. So like, my, my, my dog really loved this girl. And shoot, it's like sis, like right, right, sis, right. Sis, you gonna you gonna you gonna do my dog like that while I'm here? Right, come while on. I'm here. Come on, now. Yeah, like I, like I'm not like he not gonna find out. Yeah, that was a that was an eye opener for sure, and it definitely experiences like that made me want to whoever because I was still a virgin at the time, whoever I had my experience with. I wanted them to be as as closest to a virgin or green as possible. Like, at least I thought I tried. I, I tried. Right. Did it work? Heck no. <laughs> Heck no, dog. But that was an eye opener. So okay, we got an update on the love. You said that you knew you needed a virtuous woman after that point. So for me, wow, man, I forgot all about that, and, and I forgot about that experience and how it shaped my mind with love and you know what bro I'm not even gonna hold you bro I think my high school times and experience warped my mind for love for real like like I like I was telling you earlier growing up in Savannah in Savannah somebody that looked like BG was like Usher no lie <laughs> <laughs> 
no lie. For real. Ball of blocking camouflage. You know, the thugs had, the, man, the gangsters had all the prettiest girls that you would think so innocent. Like, so between that and just experiences like that, it really kind of warped my mind. I, it was my mind, my mindset on love and like the negativity. I had hope, but man, it it, it, it was it was very um immature as far as like where my attention should have been. Right. Looking back at it, like my attention shouldn't shouldn't have been on on none of that. But you you don't know. You, you like you, you said, we, we was green. We to was it. green to we it. You, green you, to you introduced to the you in the matrix for the first time, and your your body parts working differently than they used to work. You ain't really think about nothing. But now you in a new you in a new uniform that's gonna remind you of what it feel like. You don't have no choice. I had I had a hormone I had so many hormones built up in my body. I had a golf ball in my chest. My mama thought I, we thought it was a tumor. Mm. Man, I went to the doctor. The, the the doctor said it was a it was like a jawbreaker now, like a golf ball in my chest. Mm-hmm. Nothing but hormones. Every time I see somebody that look good, it'll go off. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, real talk, bro. True story, bro. I'm talking about, man, I'm down bad. And I and I grew like I grew like five, six inches over over a summer. I hit a super growth spurt. Uh-huh. I don't know if you can remember that growth spurt. Like I went from being like kind of stocky and shorter to like tall and leaner with it, man. I, I, I say this. You always been taller than me. Right, right, right. I was, I was uh, itty bitty. Right, right, right. So with, uh, I, I definitely understand. You, you definitely got big, and I was like, dang, bro, like, yeah, bro, big, and I'm still the same size. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the love, even though I was, even though I was feeling the feel, and I wasn't green, I knew what was going on with my body. I knew. I was always kind of timid to, to step off the porch with it and witnessing those experiences and how it affected me and how I view love, it was just on a, rom- a skewed romantic. Like you looked at mom and you looked at your folks like, you know what? This is unconditional love. They don't love me because I'm doing nothing for them. They just really love me. Like, man, I I don't have to worry about nothing from me, mom. Like, my grandma, man, I knew if, man, please, man, my, my grandma. So you, I never really even thought it was possible to even be in that kind of love space outside of my intimate family. Right, right. Like you said, we we, we kind of grew up, we was green and we kind of grew up in fairy tale land. We thought, we thought, hey, shit, I'm a husband. Already. Already. I need to find my wife. And once I That's find the it. girl who I like the most, first girl I see, I'm going to marry her. I'm going to marry her. That's my forever. That's it. Facts. That is a fact, bro. So, okay. I, I, I know my eyes was open. I want to say, so we got, we got our high school. So let's go, let's go to college. <laughs> let's go, let's go to, let's go to the, now this is the era of, this is the this is the peak to me. This is the peak of partying. 
before it, it became not what it is now today. Right, right. This was like the peak of like before you had phones and everybody was recording. This was when the phones didn't even have a technology like that. A few people may have had an iPhone 3. Shoot, folks ain't even had, uh, it wasn't no such thing as touch screens. Ain't nobody had no No. The, the first person I seen with a touch screen was, my, was, was one of my partners and I was like, dang, that's beautiful. That's Man, nice what? Phone. I thought it was, it was like, I knew how they felt when they when they somebody first started driving a car. Definitely. That's how it felt. Like, boy, what? That's a that's your touchscreen? Like it was unbelievable. And then the whole video chat and all that. We right. used to see it on the Jetsons and all that. We it was just a the turnaround time in technology in the last 20 years, I think is the fastest swing of technology and how it affects social life mm -hmm. than any era that we can think of. You know, in our in our in our people time, because they had phones forever. House phone, they had house phones forever. Right. But to, to go from a house phone to I can be on a video with you, or I can I can I can I can video call you or talk to you and not have your number. Right. I ain't even got to try to get your number, cause see, so I that era, it was the golden era. It was the, it was the time, right? before it became became kind of plastic like and you in college you're not home you're away from home for me i got rid of my high school sweetheart situation <laughs> right <laughs> definitely and then i was really thugging like i was i feel like i was how you felt after you got after old girl did what she did mm-hmm like Bootsy said, I got my heart. Broke at 16, that was way, way back. That was way, way back. Every chick after that, it, it was, was straight, straight payback. payback. Yeah, boy. I was, I went on a run. And that's how I, that, this is the cycle I've been in. Until recent, I would say. It's this cycle. I'll be in love and trying to be a man, quote unquote. Trying to do the love thing. And... I get exposed because I don't know love. Right. And I think I know love, but I don't. And the girl, she don't know it either. And we just young and stupid. And after that, I go on a run. I'm talking about going on a run after well, 19, 20, after I'm in college. So what you what would you say? What was going on with you? Like the uh, the next update after the heartbreak? in love like what was the next update okay so the next update um i actually did not get rid of my high school sweetheart i actually married my high school sweetheart um a different girl i when i saw her i don't know what it was about her she was just so pure so beautiful so tall i was like yeah man i need it i need it <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and though she was younger than me, you know, she was a virgin. Right. Just, just full of love, full of joy, just like, just happy. Right. Um, but she was also caring and giving. She took care of her little sister. Um, and well, her mom, her mom was in the military, so her mom would be off doing her thing, and it'd just be her, her and her little sister. She taking care of her little sister. Her little sister. At the time, had to be all about one, and we, and we, 
Exactly. And we 15, 16. Um, so, uh, you know, for a time, I did break a heart. I broke a heart. Um, but this was in high school. So right. this, is, this was like, sort of like the first time I broke a heart. Um, I was messing with this girl. I went to prom with her. She wasn't nothing. She looked good. She came on to me. I was like, shoot, Shawty came on to me. Man, okay, I got something here. Right, right, I'm, I'm right, 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 I'm cooking. Mm, I got cooked. <laughs> <laughs> As always. I got cooked. So uh, she had left and moved back to Augusta. So then um, I was just like, you know, it's all good. I'm going out to college. I'm about to have the time of my life. Get the get the Valdosta State. Um, spent two years there. It was a it was a pretty solid and good two years, right? Um, was wilding, having the time of my life. Right. Uh, met new people, uh, and, and it was a different. It was a it was the same love um, as far as like homeboy love because a lot of the people when. You're from a city, and you see other people from your city. It's just right, right. It's just oh, we like make up. we. It's over with. Yeah, we up. We up. Like oh yeah, bro here. Oh, we about to get it in. Oh yeah. So um, after my two years, I did. I, I went to Valdosta State for two years, um, and then um, I never really stopped talking to her. Like um, we were kindled stuff. She she uh, she moved away from Savannah, moved to Augusta, and so. Um, after my two years in Valdosta, I joined the military. I joined the Air Force. And so, one of the one of the main points in joining the Air Force was, I knew she was having a hard time because her mo- her mother was in the military, and she was taking care of her sister. I wanted to save her because this girl was just so pure. So this was this was gonna be my wife, like legit. And so I needed it because. Like she made, I felt like she made me a better person, and she looked good. She looked good on my arm. Like, like man. So I wanted to save her, and I did save her, um, but it didn't turn out so well. Um, during my time in the military, so so she's about maybe a year, two years younger than me, right? So. Um, I'm 20. I'm 20 when I joined the, the military. I remember it was, and you speaking of love, I joined the military February 14, 2012. No. Yes. Okay. On Valentine's Day. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like how that line up. So after I do basic training or whatnot, uh, she writing me, we writing letters or whatnot, cause you know, during this time of no phones, like, we ain't, we ain't on phones like that. We I can use a payphone or whatnot, but um, we'll get we'll be able to call on Sundays right. and, and talk to the family. So um, I talked to her from time to time, short time. So one day she came. Well, one day uh, once I graduated, my family came, and I was like, "You want to get married?" That's my question. I was like, "You want to get married?" She was like, "Huh? You want to get married?" Like, <laughs> that's how you popped it off. That's how I popped it off. I was like, man, okay, I, I didn't, never, I didn't. I ain't never heard this story. <laughs> in my head, in my head, it's like, you know, you want everything to be fairy tale. Right, right, right. It's just right. like, man, 
I'm on the go. I'm on the move. Like, I ain't got time for all that. Like, right, right, I'm going right. to training. Then I got to go here. Then I got to go here. Right. I want you with me every step of the way. Right. So, you know, you want to get married. And so she said, yeah. And we got married. I ain't had, I ain't have no money for no rings. It, it just so happened um, in San Antonio, because that's where I graduated basic from. My parents bought two rings um, from our, a little market right. that was there. So uh, when I said I was getting married, I, I, I remember I called my mom and I told her I wanted to get married. And my dad was in the background. And she told him that I wanted to get married. He was laying down on the bed, stopped pacing. Immediately got up and stopped pacing. He started pacing. pacing like he started like, like back and forth. Yeah. Like a movie. Yeah. No, he like, did. What is my son getting into? What is this man doing? <laughs> what is this man doing? Yeah. And, 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 and in my head, in spirits and spirits, I can hear him say, no, 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 no. no. Don't do that. Don't do Don't that. Do it. You about to go to Missouri and you about to meet so many people and do yada yada yada. Son, don't do that. Go live your life. But I didn't want to live life without her. Right. So, um, I married her. I married her uh, June 26, uh, 2012. And by July 1st of 2012, I, we was on the road to Missouri. I remember, uh, I remember getting our first apartment. The only thing we ever, the only thing we had when we first moved in, I had an Xbox 360, and I had. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you decide you know you young. An Xbox 360, <laughs> and I had a TV. No furniture. No nothing. No nothing. Gonna play the game. Gonna play the game. Yes, it is. And so every night, uh, she. Uh, Make she uh, we we had sheets. She uh, laid a blanket down. And we have a pillow, and you know we lay on the floor. But it was a nice three bedroom, two bathroom. That is not that's love, cause yes, yes, y'all on the floor. Isn't? On the floor. Yes, it is. And and her in her young wisdom, because I always say you know girls are they mature faster. Yeah. yeah. In her wisdom, I was thinking you know let me get some furniture or whatnot. Her first thought was. Let's get a washer and dryer. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get a washer. Smart. Let's get a washer and dryer. So we got a washer and dryer, and for six months, we slowly, slow balled and build. And then I would say by January, I was like, okay, I'm the man. I feel it. Bought furniture, shoes, buying Jordans, buying all type of stuff. Right. Okay. I could take care of you because she wasn't working. I was taking care of her, and she went to uh, she was going to the uh, to UCM, University of Central Missouri, um, and it was just love. But I definitely messed that up badly. <laughs> right, 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 right. To make a long story, to make a that long could be story, longer. yeah, <laughs> I messed it up bad, uh, and and I, I it's all my fault, um, for because I was I was just a young horny little boy. Right, 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 right. That's all I can say about that. I was a young, you I was said. a young horny little boy. Right. And I'm thinking, okay, we married. That means, hey, I get to pound away at you. I get to do whatever it's I want to do. Yeah, it's going down. That is not how life, love, or anything works. I just can't go into any situation. Oh, you mind now? 
right. oh, I'm taking Bust care of you. I'm, I'm taking care of you. <laughs> hey, go ahead and go ahead and, you know. Yeah, do that. Yeah, it's up. And yeah. That is not love. That's that not, not how love. it's going on in the man. And because I was a, a young, horny little boy, I messed up something good that God gave me. Right. Because I, I even remember my mama telling me, she was like, God told her, son, you're doing a good thing. Right. Say, son, you're doing a good thing. And that made me feel good. Right. So, because that made me feel good. And, and me being still young, not knowing to give God the glory about it. Right, right, I was like, right. Puff me up. Oh, I'm Puff doing a good thing. Up. Oh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm doing that. Yeah. 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 I'm a man now. Uh huh. And so, that's, 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 what, that's what happened with that. Man, you know what? I think it's funny. I think it's so, so funny how, to me, and this is just with my experience with God. God, when it comes to me maturing, you know, iron sharpens iron with your brothers, you know, your family. They're going to give you good discipline. You know, you may pick up a couple of books and listen to a few podcasts like this one tonight you know lectures but it's something about that woman and it's something about when you stop playing around and stop having your starting five with somebody coming off the bench Mm -hmm. and you just doing your thing you a player from the Himalayas (laughs) and you just stop doing all that when you put the fork in the road and decide all right I love this woman, quote unquote. And I use quote unquote with all what quote unquote mean. I quote unquote love this woman. When you go and attempt to love it, God show you what love really is and how so far away from love you are. In my experience, and I feel like the measurement of what determines a boy from a man is his ability to truly love. To truly love. That's why Paul said, after he defined, after he defined love in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, chapter 13, after he defined love, he said, when I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child, because I was a child. But I'm a man now. And he said that right after he defined love, I felt like that wasn't a coincidence that he would say that. So, I would say to you, I didn't get, I never got married. I never even proposed up to this point, like in them younger, them younger, years when we was young like that I watched you go through what you went through and it was still my goal I was courting women to do that I felt like I fell in love going out of college I was serious with my college sweetheart very serious with her again she showed me me mm-hmm. we were so much alike mirror we was a mirror and she showed me me, man. And all that stuff I was doing 
with my temper and how I used to be with women before her, like all that jive was like, I got a, I got a whole payback loan with receipts with her, you know, and I try, I, I surely tried after that, bro. I'ma tell you something. That college sweetheart, my girl, coming out of undergrad. So this, you get married in 2012, right? Yes, sir. Okay. I come home with my college sweetheart in 2013. Not too long after you, and you influenced me to really tighten up too, honestly. After I was on my run, because I was on my run after my high school sweetheart. And then I tried to do a little something. I met a little nice little, you know, nice little thing that you know. <laughs> I met me something, you know. Not to get no details or none of that. But I met me a little something. And it, it, when that didn't, when that really didn't go the right way, it really turned me up. Like I went from not from ain't being from being an ain't. Guy to being really ain't like dog. Like I'm thugging, thugging. I'm out here in these streets for real. What? It, it, it's whatever. I'm, I'm with whatever. I'm with whatever. I'm security at the strip clubs in South Carolina. Me and the guys, we playing football. We, man, we around it. So, college sweetheart, when I finally stopped going on my run, because this is my cycle, when I stopped going on my run, I run, I meet my baby. You know what I'm saying? We, oh yeah, I'm in there. I'm all the way in love. I'm about to, my brother married. Mm -hmm. You know, I see how we we young, we doing woo the woo. Man, after I got broke off the right way with that, this time I was like, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna just go back outside. This time I'm about to save myself a marriage. Mm -hmm. Now, this is the, this is the first time that I said some jive like that since since I was a virgin. I, I think even when I was a virgin, I said I'ma just have my girlfriend and we can do it together and then get married. Like waiting to marriage never really was a, a, a possibility to me in my head. Right, well, it, it didn't seem like an option. No, it, it definitely everybody, didn't every, seem like an option. Everybody around us was, was getting it in. Come on, So it's just like, brother. shoot. Bro over here, getting it in. I know I can, I know I can. The thing, that, the thing that used to stump me the most, I'm like, God, I don't know when I'm gonna be married. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's really what used to get me. Like, bro, I don't know when I'm gonna be getting married. I'm not about to. I'm not about to uh, sacrifice like that, which goes back to love. Right. It's sacrifice, sacrifice, right? Sacrifice, bro. So I'm like, okay, for the first time, I'm like, I'm going to save myself into marriage. I really thought I was in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I really thought, <laughs> you yeah, ain't, but I really thought I was really, I was listening to Farrakhan. <laughs> boy, I had lost all that weight. Doing plant-based stuff and like, right, right. Ooh, I was, I was, ooh, ooh, I was humping. I was, I was really on it. Man, it's always, it's always. And this is my next update, cause see, I was, I was in the word, but my, but my, my spiritual development at that time was more on 
world it was a worldly spiritual development and what i mean by that is it was more on some black power you know what i'm saying we shall the first should be last and the last should be first we gods i am a god you know uh i'm a building we we gonna build a nation it was it was worldly that bro that's not when you pick up your cross, you see, you, 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 when you truly pick up your cross, you really see like, boy, this, this, all this stuff are going to wither away. This black skin going to be rotted mm. with, 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 with maggots. All this stuff you talking about, you building this and that, it's going to die. It's going to wither away. What's your spirit? At the time, I didn't know this. At the time, I wasn't seeking the kingdom of God. I thought I was, but it was more centered around pro-black, the movement. Like, I was like Malcolm. Yeah, I said we definitely wanted to be Malcolm. You feel me? Definitely. El-Hajj, Malik, Shabazz, Muhammad. You know, it was more, and I was, I I even was ministering. I even had some, some times when I would, go and teach the youth some things in the Bible. But when I what I would teach them, I would teach them how we was the people in the book. Because right. see, I was still centered. I was still focused on we are the, the, the 12 tribes of Israel. And I was all into it. And what really, but where's the love? What Where love at? I, I ain't even talking about love. I'm thinking I am in love because you know how it go. God is love, you know. Okay, cool. Let's get to it. In my head, I was militant. I was doing what I needed to do for my body. I really thought I was really on on point. You feel me? Until this was this was and this how it is. And I, I'm a, I'm gonna cut it short before I talk too long. But I had my dog, and this dog was in the. I'm making an analogy. This dog was in the garage, and this dog. This dog watched the other dog pass away. And it's cold, it's the winter time. We got the heat on, but the dog in the garage, you know, the dog not really living the, the most luxurious doggy life. So recently I, I brought the dog, I brought my my little pit bull in the house. You know, it's in the HVAC, you know, central heat, heat in there and taking her out all the time washing her like she living a different life now see like the dog just like that dog just like that dog i was in a different space mm-hmm. lost weight i'm getting all of these looks because the girls that was that the girls that rocked with me when i was bigger they really rocked with me Definitely. when i slimmed down yes sir. right um i'm really on point with my spirituality and to the to that point i'm at my peak you know, I'm not having no type of sexual relations or nothing like that. You know, I'm, I'm just like this dog living better, right? I was living better. But let me tell you what the dog started doing after the dog started living better. The dog barking all loud. And, and I can tell when she want me to get her out the kennel, you know? Now, before you, you was in the kennel in the garage. But it wasn't no heat in there. You wasn't getting taken out five, six times, none of that. 
Now when you get inside, you in the kennel. And you getting all these luxuries. But now you don't want to be in the kennel like that. Now you want to bark. You want to show your you want to, you, you know what I mean? You want to let it hang and swing. Right. You know what I'm saying? When I take you, when I take you out, instead of us doing our little normal route, you want to go further off deep into the neighborhood now. <laughs> you want to go in new spots. You want to go to new spots and take a boo-boo. Uh-huh. If you, 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 you know what I mean? You, you, the great beyond. Yes, yeah, yeah. You, 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 you want to go and expand. And just like that, though, when that happened to me and, I, and it was time for me to go to law school, at the time, and I was about to go to law school, and I had me something nice at the time. I had a nice sister. Yes, sir. At the time, <laughs> when I went to when I went to law school, and I'm around all this water, like I'm Florida, <laughs> just, just like, like that dog. dog. I wanted to do more. I wanted to explore. Now all of a sudden, all this stuff I'm talking about as it related to the people in the movement and all that, that worldly spirituality. Right. See, I never really left that because I was in law school. Right, right. Because see, that was my God. I wasn't into love. I wasn't really, I didn't really pick up my cross. I was more so concerned with histor- historical context of godliness and who we was when we were kings and queens and all that type of thing, you know? So that's what my, that my version of love was on some like, like power and all this, get all this power tripping. You feel me? Fast forward, I get kicked out of law school. Okay? Cause I fell short of the academic requirement at one school, end up getting into another school Right, I get into another school. I, my grades are straight, but the school ended up closing down because the school was doing illegal things with financial aid and just being sloppy altogether in their recruiting process. Right, AKA the reason why I was able to get at the school right after I got kicked <laughs> out of the other school. Right, so that shut down. So now I'm in the wilderness. I'm in the wilderness and I'm searching. Because my love and my spiritual, my spiritual development is, is rooted in power and being a man, quote unquote, and how we used to be. I was caught up in that. And I was caught up in what was truth and all of these different types of spiritual systems. You know, abandoned Jesus altogether. Kept Jesus to an extent. To an extent, yes. To an, I kept him to an extent, but I wasn't. Well, I ain't have no cross, cause uh, you knew that you know the one. You know the version of me I'm talking about. Yes, sir. Right. So this part of my life, bro, I'm in the wilderness, and I was in the wilderness for years. For years, I ain't had a. After that, after I meet. When I when I got to, to the second law school, and I meet the quote unquote love of my life, who was really amazing, mm-hmm. amazing woman. I know you had love her. I, I loved love her, her to the bone gristle. When that ain't work out, and and that went the way it went, cause I was already in the wilderness when I met her. 
but I still was trying to do plant-based and I was still in worldly spirituality. Mm. I wasn't seeking you first, Dakina. Man, after that didn't work out, I was in the wilderness all the way until, what's this, 2024? Mm-hmm. When I started teaching, 2022? Say so yeah, 22. 22, 2022, 2021. That's when you found it. That's when I started to really tap into what love. Okay. That's when I really started to tap into what love is. And then they slapped me in my face like, dang, I was never loving these women. I was never in love, cuz. But before I get into that, when was your last? So after your marriage, what was your last? Well, your late, your next update after that, when you really start tapping in, because I know you went on the run too. We, we was on the run together for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, so after my marriage, uh, I was having the time of my life in the military, just just deploying, mm-hmm. coming back, deploying again, coming back. Um, I would say my last download, it's still kind of my recent download, is um, I got out of the military uh, just shy of six years. So I got out November 24th, 2017. Um, I'm thinking I'm going to come home and I might move to Atlanta. You know, mm-hmm. I ain't got no kids, I ain't got nothing. It's just, it's just right. me. A whole year later, November 29th, 2018, I'm having a baby. Right. <laughs> that was a time. I am having a baby. And I'm like, man. Just something beautiful. Like, right. I love, I love that I have never experienced. I remember the first time I seen her. Uh, I stood there and I just looked for me. And I was like, this bitch got a big head. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, who she look like? I was like, she look like me? Yeah. And I was like, I smelled it. I was like, I love this baby. I'll do anything for this baby. Anything. And it's still like that to this day. To this day, man. Five, year, five years later. Baby girls, oh my, she's so precious. And, and she, she, she sort of remind me of, of, I would say me when I was little, just more humbler. Right. Just like, she, she got love to give. Um, She's not going to talk to you if she don't know you, man. That's she don't know you. She's, she's not gonna so talk. She gonna, gay. She's so gay. Stuff. She gonna look at you, and then she might come tug on me and be like, "I don't talk to strangers." <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. Just like that. For real. I don't talk to strangers. And I be like, "Okay, well, you ain't gotta talk to him. It's cool." But right. she might wave at you. You be like, "Give me a hug." She might give you a hug or whatnot. Uh, but she's just so, so chill, so humble. Um, she listens. Don't don't cry much. It's just she know daddy's her daddy. And that's my dad. That's right, my right, dad. right, right. And that's a that's a good love to have right there. Mm, 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 mm. I don't have a kid yet, a ch- a child yet. But as a teacher, dealing with children and dealing with like my my cousin's children, man, it warm your heart something different, boy. It really do, man. That job, that job, 
So you have baby girl. I'm in the wilderness. I finally come out of the streets and all of what I was doing in music and the entertainment stuff with the videos, stuff I was shooting. Cause I I went in, I went corporate America after law school. I went from corporate America to back to my bread and butter in media and what I wanted to do in media. And you know, it, it took me to some places, a lot of spaces where it's a lot of worldly stuff going on. The trenches. The trenches, you know what I'm saying? Sure. I'm in the trenches, I'm in the clubs, I'm in the after spots, I'm in the after after spots. You know, I'm in them corners, I'm in them alleys, you know. And when I decided to take a pivot and go into this corporate job that I hate, peace study and everything that formed really came from these defining moments right here. When I had that vision of how I would be if I would have obeyed God, and it was beautiful. The way that it looked, I can't unsee it. The way I look, the surroundings. When I went to that cubicle, I started, when I would go to that cube, I cried that day after I saw that vision. When I went to that cubicle, I started listening to Miles Monroe. I started listening to, you put me on that Reverend Ike. Mm -hmm. I started listening to Reverend Ike. I was listening to Financial Literacy podcast. And like, I, I was listening to Myron Golden another guy that's just amazing bro listening to I even was listening to Billy Carson mm -hmm. uh, yeah. listening to a lot of different motivational speakers coach that the hip hop preacher coach as a coach E the hip hop preacher that if you want to breathe if you got to want to yeah, succeed as I much as you want to breathe. I know who you talk about. Oh, he turns me up. Him, you know, and like him 500, like all of the EYL guys, the credit builder guys. And I really, what, what really did it is when I opened my Bible and I started from the beginning. I started from the beginning, bro. And it got me to the point to where I'm like, you know what? This is my daily bread. I'm wanna, I wanna, I wonder if other brothers can share what they're dealing with, and we can just talk about what we're dealing with. Right. Like just real. Like it ain't gotta be like church where you don't, you can curse. Like, what, however you feel, whatever you wanna, t whatever you wanna say. Like on, based on these principles and these cases that we studying. Like, bro, come on with it. And fast forward to tonight, I'm still continuing on with that. But here's the deal though. I, I feel like I had two, two updates in love. So the the first the first major update, Jesus gave two commandments: love God with your heart, all your heart, all your mind, all your soul. And then he said, love your neighbor as you love yourself. But here's the thing. 
when I looked at the definition of what Paul said was love, and it has 15 elements, patient, kindness, you know, it always trusts, always protects, it doesn't keep record of wrongdoing. It has 15 elements, and I would meditate on these, like Joshua, how it says in Joshua to meditate on the law, though day and night, so that you may be able to observe the truth when you walk into the day and always prosper. Everything you touch shall prosper. So I would meditate on love all day. And when I really got to the grit, the nitty gritty of what Paul was saying, but it's not proud, it's not prideful. It doesn't seek anything for itself out of vain conceit or any selfish ambition. It rejoices in the truth. You know, all these different things. I'm like, dang, like, bro, I wasn't really loving, bro. Because a lot of this <laughs> stuff ain't got nothing to do with what I'm getting. Absolutely. You not. know, like, this, yeah. a lot of this stuff, but pa like, patience all by itself to be able to withstand annoyance and delay without becoming obviously disturbed by it, without smacking, snapping back or and still being kind. You know what I mean? Like, just the beginning of it. You can just stop it right there, bro. Before you get in, before you get to hope and protects, it always protects, it always preserves, it always trusts, it always hopes. Like, before you even get there. So, it was like, bro, I ain't never loved. And so, the first tier, the first, that really matured me, though. Because now, I'm loving my neighbor as I love myself. You know, I'm loving, like I'm forgiving, I'm, I'm, I'm on my forgiveness tip, I'm doing that. And I'm also, I know that God is love, you know, so shoot, I'm good. Right. As long as I'm, I'm in love, like, you know, at least I thought. This was, this is before, now I got a newer, new, new update. Talk to him. The new, new, new update is I get it, God is love. You love your neighbor as you love yourself. Cool. Whoever, the Bible says whoever abounds in love abounds in God. Cool. But you're skipping one major thing. And that thing is love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul. How can I do such a thing? Jesus said, if you love God, you keep his commandments. Okay, I can keep the commandments. All right, I can. I ain't killing, stealing, having sex. I ain't doing none of that. That's cool. But that ain't all the commandments. Right. The commandment, to me, this is what really, this is, this is my latest update. The, what really, after you get over that fleshly stuff and you constantly meditating and monitoring yourself, to be kind and everything. The major two, the major two updates for me. Never argue. You should never argue with anybody. That's not to say you should never attempt to correct someone or to tell them the truth. But if you see that that person is growling at you from that, you are not supposed to argue. That's the first thing. You blessed is the peacemaker. Blessed is the one who is the peacemaker, even when somebody bent on hell. Blessed is the one when, when you are when you are disrespected to turn the other cheek and get 
disrespected again, have the power to where it don't even phase you at all. Okay? That's love. That is some supernatural jive. And that comes from loving God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and putting on the full armor of God. And the last part, praising and worshiping Him continually. Continually. When you sent me, when you sent me that worship lecture from Miles Monroe, and he said, he basically was saying, whatever you give your attention to, without acknowledging the owner, because none of this stuff own, we, we don't own none of this stuff. We don't own the girl we say we love. We don't own the child we had. We don't own the job. None of this stuff. We don't own none of this stuff. So when we love our neighbor, we think we so in love because we just doing for him. But you have not, you have failed because you have failed to love the God in you. You have failed to love the godly experience that you are receiving. That is a lease. It's not a mortgage. It's a lease. Everything that we have is going right back to the Lord. And so now I find myself every second of the day, every hour on the hour, I'm thanking God for the most simplest quote unquote. And I say quote unquote because it, it, it may appear simple, but it means so much. Like having a cartilage around my knee and the ability to stand up when I get up in the morning. When I hit the seat, when I click the, the faucet and water come out, I'm th- in my mind, I'm saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for that. I get in the car, I crank in the, in the key, and it, and it crank up. Thank you, Lord, for the, thank you, Lord, for the air. Thank you, Lord. I'm thanking the Lord all day long. And when I, after you sent me that word for miles, and I was like, you know what? That's what I was missing. Because when you get to put in your love in the people, places, things, <laughs> ideas, <laughs> God will show you. You ain't thinking me. So all this temporary stuff you putting all your worship into, because you're worshiping these things, because you're not acknowledging me. When you don't acknowledge me and you don't put me first and foremost, I'm going to show you how much of this thing don't belong to you. This is my stuff. This is mine. I'm at a different type of peace now. Now, because I used to say, I used to say, I'm going to be the I'm, I want to be the wife I want. Right? Right. Where God at? Where is God in that? Where is yeah. God in that? So that's where I sit in love now. I'm so in love with God until when I, when I do get to experience God's creations in the form of a woman, in the form of a friend, in the form of a money situation, in the form of a car, in the form of anything. I'm just thanking God the whole time. Mm. So whatever young lady that is equally yoked and love God like me, whenever that time presents itself, I'm going to make sure that even when I compliment her, I'm complimenting God for what's complimentary. It's going to always be about it. Say that one more time. When I meet a woman that's equally yoked with me, and she loved God the way I love God. 
even when I compliment her, I'm going to acknowledge God for the things that's complimentary about her. And I'm going to sit with that. And I'm a, it's going to always be about God. She come to me upset with me. Why are you blah, 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 blah. Oh, baby, I don't, you know what? First of all, let us just thank God to be able to have the life, to be able to have a conversation right now. Let's just put him first. You know what I'm saying? In the, in the midst of all of our confusion and not understand that. First of all, I thank God for you tonight, baby. You know, I know you may not feel me right now, but I, I, I have to stay in gratitude with God because even the most minor petty arguments and things that's not convenient, quote unquote, they become so meaningless when you get to thinking about the goodness of God. Right. And then after that, now, okay, baby, what you saying? What's going on? Okay, you say I need to do this, do that. Well, what's your solution? Well, I feel, I feel, because they're going to give you feelings. Mm. I feel this way. I feel, well, baby, how do I change it? How do I fix it? I don't know. I just feel, I just feel. Okay, baby, I'm going to pray that I'm able to make the changes and that whatever changes that need to be made, they could be made between you and I and we can get past Whatever you say, I need to do better to not make you feel the way you feel. I'm going to pray. God going to work this out. And that's, I'm going to leave it all in God. Everything is all about the love in God. And that's how I, that's why I understand that Jesus said the greatest commandment is to, he, did, he said the greatest commandment is to love God with everything you have. First, then love your neighbor as you love yourself. Well, I thought loving God with everything I had was the byproduct of me loving my neighbor as I love myself. I thought if I love my neighbor, love my neighbor as I love myself, I'm automatically loving God. Right. No, nigga. No, 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 no. That is not how that works. Rewind that back. Yes, sir. Rewind that back, good brother. Because when you love God with everything, now you can really love your neighbor as you love yourself. You know? So that's what love got to what love got to do got to do that. <laughs> that's why I'm at with it now. I'm gonna stay right here too and be thankful, be grateful, not bitter. You know, anybody out there tonight, if somebody didn't hurt your feelings, if you got some old love stories that then made you give you a mindset where you just try to process that in love because when you process process it in love and gratitude and the Lord you're going to celebrate all of the heartbreaks all of the misfortune all of the things that's unfortunate all of the things that give you resentment for anything anybody anytime and that's where I sit at Bishop my brother Leave us with something. I know you got something for us. You know I do. So, God gave me this this morning. And, you know, it's, it's just been sitting with me all day. And this is it. So, I did just under six years in the Air Force. 
been a few places, saw many faces. The Air Force core values are integrity first, service before self, excellence, excellence in all we do. Integrity is doing the right thing even when no one is looking. Service before self, and this is what I harp on the most, um, service before self to me is love. To serve, serving, sacrifice, should be a poster child for love. It's like, I'll do anything for you before I do it for myself. Um, excellence in all we do. In my head, it comes down to loving others excellently, even when no one else is looking. My question is, have you ever received poor service? Then you are receiving poor love, poor care. Everybody is on crossing T's and dotting I's when the boss is around. Let me say that again. Everyone is about crossing T's and dotting I's when the boss is around. Folks cut corners for self-glory every day. For most, it's not about what we can produce as a team to complete the mission. It's always what can I do to show that I'm the best at what I do. There is no love in I, and there is no I in love. But there is an I in service. And even then, the I doesn't come first, nor does it stand alone. It's all pieced together to create the word service, which is love, sacrifice. The I people the I people are running rampant today, and it's because they have been receiving poor service. What is it for a man to gain the world and lose his soul? I gathered, I did this. Lord, I did this in your name. I was the best. How was God glorified if you did it, if you did it all? If I did it all? You are a vessel and your spirit lives inside. What is your spirit doing when no one else is looking? Is it praying for others? Is it watching Netflix? Is it gambling, gossiping? At what point is your spirit glorifying God, the reason you were created? A lot of us know God, but does God know us? For example, everybody know LeBron. I ain't, gotta, I ain't even got to call his last name. Everybody knows LeBron James. <laughs> but does LeBron know you? If he saw you, his security team is going to push you out the way and he's going to go on about his business. We don't spend time with God. We don't pray. We don't fast. We don't practice love or service to the best of our abilities. But we spend time with Instagram. We spend hours with Netflix, YouTube, Ratchet TV, offensive music. We can even recite lines but who has spent time with God? Have you been in your Bible? Can you recite a verse, a chapter? People say they love God, but y'all don't really know love. God is love. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. Seek love so that you may be filled until it starts pouring out and overflowing on to others. You ever see a cup so full it starts spilling everywhere? Well, we are that cup and whatever we fill ourselves with will come out. It all doesn't happen one in one day or even in one year, but you gotta put in that work. 
in order to, you know, achieve love. Whenever you put in that of love, it'll show, and in return, you'll fill someone else's cup, little by little, until they overflow with the love that you give. And to me, that's what being a leader is, a leader in love. Yes, Lord. And that's this episode of Peace Study. But before we go, I must let you know, 86% of all millionaires are married. And if you see somebody skilled in their work, no, they're not going to be before obscure, mean people. They're going to be before kings and queens. So work on your skills, sharpen your skills. When you master it, the cream going to rise to the top. But remember one thing. Be wary for the things that the king has. Don't be eager to possess his shiny things and his diamond rings. For if you are, you might as well hold a knife to your own throat. As for us, as for me, church and bishop, I like that. Church and bishop, it don't get more Pete than that. Can I get a witness? (laughs) As for us, we're going to continue to try to evolve in love. And hopefully tonight you'll be able to make an informed decision on how you need to evolve in love as well. I hope our testimonies are able to be a good case for you to observe and hold it to yourself as a mirror. See how it works for you in your time, in your stance, and in your walk. Church! Isn't?